This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today we are going to review the fallacy of pride, the silent killer, the killer of faith. I'll go over what pride is and how stealthy it comes to throw us off track. Let's get started with where it comes from. We learn in a prophecy in Ezekiel 28 that Satan was created in perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty, and lived with God in his very presence. He was a guardian cherub and walked in the presence of God until unrighteousness was found in him. His heart was proud because of his beauty, and he corrupted his wisdom because of his splendor. This unrighteousness is further described in Isaiah 14.13. It says, You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. This is pride. For us humans, it is knowing what and who we are and yet exalting ourselves to be the God of our life. It is a rejecting of our place in God's created order and trying to run our own life outside of God's design. It is also a lie, and Satan fell for it and ended up stripped of his power, position, and beauty. Satan is still on his futile quest and is unable to exalt himself above God, so he has taken aim on God's prized creation, mankind. Mankind is created in God's image and are to be God's closest companions and were given status on earth as assistant or co-rulers. Satan knew that he could steal man's position through the lies of pride and proceeded to take God's place in the heart of man. Adam and Eve took the bait, wanting to have the wisdom and position of God in their life. Little did they know the devastation it would bring to them and their children. That includes you and me. Instead of trusting God, they chose the lie of pride. The sting of pride was death. Death to their intimate relationship with God. Death physically and expulsion from a beautiful place on a perfect earth. Everything changed with pride, and it wasn't good. Now, as Adam and Eve conceived... Their children were born with the same heart nature of pride. Instead of living under the perfect rule of God, they were oppressed with pride, demanding mastery over their own life with destruction on every side. We might call this innate desire the sin nature. God saw our desperation and our situation, and he sent Jesus Christ to pay the penalty for our pride and the sin it led us to. There is now a path to freedom from this curse of pride. Through Jesus Christ, we can be freed from this sin nature and the sting of pride and be born again with a new start. 
Humility is knowing who we are and living according to God's commands. This is a very safe place. But we still have a free will. God will not force us to humility. We must choose it. God's Word is full of encouragement to live a humble life. Let's read a few verses. Micah 6.8 says, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Lastly, Isaiah 66, 2, the last part of the verse, the Lord is speaking, and He says, This is the one I esteem, He who is humble and of contrite spirit and trembles at my word. The trap of pride is stealthy. We can be tempted with pride through the gracious gifts God has given us. Just like Satan, you might be beautiful, smart, rich, in a powerful position. You might be able to sing like a bird, run fast, or play sports with excellence. Or you might have accomplished great things. The list of these gifts is almost endless. Once born again, with the Spirit of God empowering our life, we have the choice. Will we choose pride? or humility? Will we take the time to realize that our life is but a breath, and that every talent and ability comes from God? Jesus spoke of pride in several parables. In Luke 18, he taught that a man who came to God with a list of his religious accomplishments would go away unjustified. But, a humble man who confessed his sin and asked for mercy, would be justified. Who do you think you are? That sounds cheeky, but that is not my goal. I often take a check to see if I'm walking in humility, especially in my relationship with God, but also in my relationships with people. 1 Peter 5 says, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you. Pride is a dangerous place. I surely don't want God opposed to me. The word opposed is translated from a Greek word meaning to go to battle against. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, says the writer of Hebrews. Going a little further in 1 Peter chapter 5 and James chapter 4, we are given several characteristics of humility. We can use this list as a humble checkup. Number one. Submit to God and respect godly elders. Number two, our humility should be authentic and evident to others. False humility is simply a cover-up for pride. So I want to say number two again. Our humility should be authentic and evident to others. Number three, 
If we are humble, God will exalt us. Number four, cast our cares on God. Why should we do this? Because if we are worried about our circumstances, we will be tempted to take matters into our own hands and possibly missing God's best. Number five, be sober-minded, understanding your position under God. Number six, be watchful, resisting the devil's tactics. Number seven, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And lastly, number eight, be repentant of sin. Okay, let's wrap up with a quick summary. We were all born with a natural inclination towards wanting to be our own master. Once we are born again, we have a choice to make. Work towards humility, otherwise pride could derail us. Pride is a dangerous way of life. We can find ourselves in a tug-of-war with God. Living a humble life is summed up in obedience to God's ways. Our best example is the life of Jesus. With this knowledge, let's make a new effort to walk in humility with our gracious God. This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis. If you have questions or comments, feel free to visit my webpage, thecleansoul.org.